When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. going on everybody it's Elliot this is the no huddle show no Matt today we have a little bit of a different episode for you guys we have Eagles receiver Marcus Johnson on um, a guy that when I asked before training camp who you guys are most interested in who you wanted to see uh, a lot of people said him obviously we got a lot of Carson a lot of Alshon but Marcus Johnson was a name I got a lot and that's kind of interesting to me because he's a guy that you know at the end of last season entering this camp you would have said he was fighting to make the roster and now he's getting first-team reps. He's on the special teams first-team unit. So he's got a roster spot almost locked up, which is crazy to think when you think of the journey he's been on from you know, being injured last year in camp to being cut to sitting out for a few months to coming back to, to now getting first-team reps with Carson in training camp. So his journey kind of like is what training camp's about, you know, just – not knowing your spot on the roster, fighting every day. I mean, this isn't Fletcher, you know, with 48, 60 million guaranteed money. So Marcus Smith's story is definitely an interesting one. Before we get into it, just a few, a few quick things. Um, if you're listening to this in a browser, I appreciate the listen, but you should really go ahead and subscribe. Uh, we're on basically any pra- platform you need. You can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Spreaker. So just go to any of those, search the No Huddle Show, click subscribe, you'll get the episode sooner, and you can leave us a review. And we love your five-star reviews. So go ahead and do that. Um, so we're going to bring Marcus on in a few minutes. Just just a quick heads up, we had a little bit of an audio problem. So it might you, know, you might notice it, but I think the interview came out great. It was really interesting to hear his story, um, what the last 365 days have, has been like. So enjoy. So without further ado, let's bring him in. Marcus, how you feeling, man? I feel great. Yeah. It's a Friday, so you can't can't complain too much. Birthday's tomorrow. I was going to say, birthday's tomorrow. Yeah. So you're exciting day off, too. Exactly. You know, that didn't happen much for me. My birthday's always during a two-a-day training camp period. So yeah. day off, turning 23, so that's a blessing. It's crazy camp's already two weeks old. Yeah, it's going by super fast. Yeah. Like, I remember, you know, getting my mind right going into the rookie training camp. Uh-huh. And then after we finished those three days, like, okay, now the vets are here, and then we put the pads on. And now I look at it, we're almost done with the second week. So, yeah, it's going by super fast. So before we get into the Eagle stuff, I wanted to ask you this, because you played your college college career at Texas. Mm-hmm. I watch Friday Night Lights, not to compare it, but I know Texas down at football is crazy. So just, like, what was playing football at Texas like? Like, what was that experience like for you? It's insane. Uh-huh. You know, I started playing football when I was seven years old. Uh Grew up in Friendswood, Lake City area, and it's every it's everything that that is advertised to be like literally from ele- on the elementary school, little league, all the way through high school and college. You know, whatever town you're in, whatever city you play for, like the fans are crazy about it. They love it, and that's just something you get accustomed to as an athlete. Like it's a lot of pressure to it. I remember even in high school, like the whole morale of the school was really based on Friday Night Lights. Like when we won a game. The teachers were laid back. The you know, students were pumped up, happy. Huh. You know, when you when you lost the tough ones, you know, you just felt it. So 
that carried on through college, of course, and you know, even in a, a spot like Philly, you know, the fans are diehard as well. So yeah, I was gonna say, like, how do how do they compare? I mean, what's the differences between like the Texas football and fans up here? I really couldn't tell you the difference. Okay. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be this crazy. Like the passion for it, you know, with NFL teams, you know, you have certain cities where they could care less about the football team, yeah. and then you have something like this. So. I feel like it's just meant to be, like, growing up in Texas, having fans who love the game and they're crazy about it since I was seven years old up until now, you get used to it. So you appreciate it, you know, whether they're hard on you, because uh, you know it's all love at the end of the day. So now that you're two weeks into camp, like, last year you were undrafted rookie coming in, do you feel a big difference just in terms of your ability to prepare, just how practice is going? What's the biggest difference between this training camp and last training camp? Uh... I really feel like the biggest difference, uh, you know, I can break it down in two, in two pieces. The mental aspect, being able to go out there every day and know exactly what I need to do. Uh, just knowing the little nuances of our plays, the, the adjustments, that, as I always say, that need to be made as you're, you're going throughout a practice. So that makes it a lot easier just to go out there and just showcase the athlete that I am and the ability that I have. And then the second part would just be me taking that time off during the spring, summer sessions, even, you know, during the time leading up in the OTAs, just honing in my craft, really analyzing myself as a player and what I needed to work on and what the coaches really wanted to see from me. And I really felt like I had a good foundation just from natural ability to build on it. And I still feel like it's so so much more that I can continue to build upon. So, you know, I'm just taking it one day at a time. And, you know, like I keep saying, it's, it's going well right now, but, you know, it's an everyday process and you just have to start over every day and keep presenting the best version of yourself. So I remember last year during camp, you got off to a great start. And then you hurt the quad. If I'm not mistaken, I think someone was there that day, like a friend or a family member or something. I saw yeah. it the day you hurt your quad. Yeah. So you, you pull up in a, in a, I think it was a one-on-one drill or something like that. So was that your first time ever experiencing a quad injury or an injury where you missed, I think you ended up missing almost two weeks practice. Yeah, I missed two whole weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my first time having a quad injury. And not only that, it was my, like, I didn't feel anything leading up to the injury. I remember that that day, the first day I passed in practice, I was having a great practice. It was still pretty early, but uh, yeah, I caught a I caught a ball on one on ones. I went to like explode out of the out of the catch, and I just felt it pop randomly. So it just really taught me that you know even when your body's telling you that it feels good, or even if you feel like you're doing enough, it's not enough. So you have to continue to you know prepare and you know just take care of yourself. How much do you think that set you back? It set me back a lot, but it was exactly what I needed. If, if, How you, so? if you see where I'm coming from, it was one of those things where when I look back on it, I felt good about the preparation and the things that I was doing, but I feel like God did it for a particular reason. My What I really, after I was gone for two months and I kind of sat back and thought about it, I felt, I really felt like I was going into a pace where, you know, those preseason games obviously would be huge, mm-hmm. you know, for me to make the roster. And it's almost one of those things where it was like, Maybe you feel ready, but you're not ready. And this injury need, needs to give you some time to mentally, you know, prepare yourself to be better. So when you come back, you know exactly what you need to take care of. Who, who's to say I go out there during the preseason, I don't play is what I thought I would, and then I get let go because of my play rather than for an injury. You know, you just never know. So I took that into consideration, and I was just like, you know, when I get back, when I come back, whenever it may be, whether it's with Philly or whoever it may be, uh, I told myself that uh, my confidence has to be high. I have to be able to believe in myself when nobody else does. Being an undrafted guy, 
And I have to just be ready mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, emotionally in all assets. So when situations like Alshon going down and me having to step up with the ones last year, I, I, probably, I might have panicked, right. went out there and, and ruined an opportunity opportunity. And, you know, this year I've been able to just be calm, go out there and handle it. And now I'm just continuing to build. So uh, who knows why it really happened? But I know I, I believe it was a blessing in disguise. And, you know, I just took it for what it was and. I just just became better from it. So I remember talking to you after the Jets came in the locker room, and with any rookie, really, there's a lot of uncertainty about what's about to happen with cutdown day. So for those, I mean, the majority of people listening to this podcast have never been in the position you are. What is the mentality like on a cut day where, you know, what's going through your head, and then you had a whirlwind cut day because you were released, but then I almost immediately signed a practice squad. Yeah. So what, what was that like? And even, like, did you get the call? Do they tell you to come in? And what was that like? Well, they make it more suspenseful than what it should oh, okay. be. Okay, all right. I, I think they do because in my situation, like, obviously I have been hurt. Mm. I played that last preseason game, I played okay. And I felt like I did good enough on special teams. I had shown them enough before the injury. And even during that time to where I could have got a practice squad spot. But it was still one of those things where you're just like, oh, I don't I don't know where their head's at, what they're thinking. And I literally remember sitting there. I packed everything up. You're in the hotel room. In the hotel room. Okay. Packed my stuff up, and I was like, this might be it. Like, they might let me go. And, you know, I just prayed on it. I kept praying on it, but I couldn't help but to be anxious and nervous. And I remember they called, and it was like, yeah, we need your iPad. We need you to bring everything in. So in my mind, I'm just mentally getting ready for them to say, you know, thank you for your time. I'm going to let you go. And I get in there, and it's like me and a, and a group of, like, what, six or seven other players? And uh, they were just like, you know, we, we're not done with y'all. We, we still want to see what y'all can do. So we're going to sign you to the practice squad. And I, I, I felt good once I first got in there before they even said practice squad because I saw these group of guys, and obviously this was another group of guys who I knew were good players who yeah. had the potential to make the roster. So I, I was pretty excited once I saw that. So then you go through the waiver process. Um, you make it to waivers. You sign to the practice squad. What was being all right? Well, actually, let me start with this. So then you're released. I think it's like nine or ten days later. Yeah. So yeah. so what was that like? And I mean, what did you do? Did you go back to? Uh, I think you, you live in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what what was that like? And what was those two months off like? It was a curveball. Yeah. Because I was when I missed those two weeks, I wasn't fully healthy when I came back. Obviously, I had to play through the injury, and it, it was hurting, and I had to play through that pain. So I couldn't put the best version of me out there. Yeah. But when I when I got signed to the practice squad and I had a little more time to recover, I remember practicing a few days out of that, that week because I played the first week. I mean, I was on practice squad that first week, mm-hmm. had a good week of practice, like really good. What's practice squad like? I mean, how's that different from a regular practice for you? It's tough. Like you think training camp's tough and once you're done with training camp, it eases up. When you're on practice squad, it's basically like you're just starting all over because you have to do every special team rep nonstop. Now, the ones and twos for the roster guys, they'll alternate, but you have to do Every look for every special team, you have to give the look for the defense. And then I remember at one point they had me and uh, and me and Wofford playing DB to give the offense a look just because they wanted to rest some other. So you're literally like nonstop, and it was it was tough. But it, I mean, you're in great shape after like a day or two. You your body adjusts, right. and it was just one of those things where I felt like I was doing great. I'm like, you know, it's my. Quad's starting to heal up, you know, pretty good. I feel good about it. I'm, I'm having good practices. I'm making plays all over the place. I'm kind of getting back to where I was. 
and then they let me go, so it was a curveball. Yeah. And I don't know if you Termini Bros. Have you ever been there? Nah, what's that? That's like a little bakery in Philly. Nah, damn, you know more about Philly than I do. I've been here. I've been here my whole life. <laughs> Man, I that's well, that's something that I do. I just go around and yeah, try okay. to find the best spot. So I went. I went there. I had. I got these pecans that they make there, and I, that's something like a routine I do every now and then. Restock on the pecans that yep. they have, and. They called me and they was like, "We need your iPad and everything." So I kind of was like, "Well, I was confused." And then I went up to the the building and they let me go. Who who'd you talk to? Man, I talked to I talked to Frank. I talked to G. Boo. I talked to uh, Hart because Fip wasn't in there at okay. the time. So I just talked to a couple of those guys, some of the front office guys, and they just told me, "So you know, you you have to believe in yourself. You got to understand we need to bring a quarterback in." It was a business decision. Obviously, I didn't want to leave. I didn't. I wouldn't say that I fully agree with it, but I understood it. it. You know, it is what it is. But I knew also what I was capable of. I was, you know, it was a blessing to even be that week of practice squad, get some money in my pocket, and they brought me back. So what was the, What was the time off? I mean, if I remember correctly, you you had a workout with the Dolphins. I think, yeah, I right. So you're at home in Texas. I mean, was there any part of you that's like? I mean, were you getting calls constantly, or like, was there any party that's thinking like? I mean, this might legit be it. No, I had I had about four workouts. Okay, who'd you work out with besides the Dolphins? So I had right when I got cut, like the next week, I had a a workout with Tennessee. Okay. I had a workout with Green with Green Bay, Kansas City, and then Miami. What are those workouts like? Man, each one's different, but some of them are demanding. Okay. Like they wanna they want you to. It's almost like doing a pro day, although with some of them they want to do the shoulder, the forty, <laughs> the vertical, the broad. And you were feeling healthy. You were feeling healthy at this point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was that was a good thing. So you know, I did those. I felt like the first one didn't go great at Tennessee, mm-hmm. just being my first one and the stuff that they had us doing. You know, they're real particular about what they want to do because they want a certain player in mind. And a lot of them were frustrating. You go there and they'll tell you like, we don't really want anybody right now. We just want an idea. So if something happens, we'll have up somebody. So it's like I'm traveling, I'm going to these different places, and it's like, for what? Like, I'm mm-hmm. going out. I remember Kansas City went great. Like, workout went great. Da, da, da. They were like, well, we don't want to let it go on any receivers right now. We just wanted to get a gauge of, you know, whoever. And then after the Miami workout, that's when Philly called. And they were like, we want to bring you back. And Did you think you were maybe going to the Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah. They called me. The Dolphins So did. Miami, I mean, Philly called me. So I had to work out with Miami. I got back home, and Miami was like, we'll get back in contact with you. We just want to see how everything will shake up, and then we'll call you back. So Philly called me, and they were like, they called my agent, and they told me, we're bringing you back. Like, get your stuff ready, you're coming mm-hmm. back. So obviously, I'm pumped up. This is where I want to be. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm ready. I'm coming back. And then literally the next morning, Miami called, and like, we want to bring you in to the practice squad. And then I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm back with Philly. They called me last night. That's where I'm going to go. And they were like, well, we respect your decision. Uh, Any part of you think about maybe just going to the Dolphins? Or you definitely knew you wanted to come back here? No, not at all. Like, okay. when, when Philly called, I was like, you know, thank God. Yeah. And I, and obviously, he does everything for a reason, so it was meant for me to be back here. But I remember uh, just talking to people, and they were like, well, why go back to Philly? You go to Miami, they need this and that. And I was just like, you know, Philly's where I want to be. And then when we, I remember during the off season. When we brought in Alshon and Tory, and obviously we had, you know, all these guys. Drafted two guys. Yeah, we yeah. drafted two guys, and people are like, what are you doing? Like, you need to go somewhere else. You're not going to 
they're gonna they're gonna have you there and you're not whatever, whatever. And I just believed in myself. I said, you know, this is the NFL. Whether I'm in a comfortable situation or I'm in a situation that's gonna challenge myself, you know, I just need to go. I need to just trust my instinct. I couldn't yeah. fall into what people wanted me to do. And I had a lot of people telling me that I was, you know, it's like, why do this? Why go back there? But I just prayed on it. I prayed for the proper perspective on everything. And I knew it was going to challenge me. I knew that it was going to bring the best out of me as a player. And, you know, here I am right now. Yeah, I mean, it's worked out because now you're getting first team reps. I mean, you might be getting those reps even if Alshon was, was still healthy because you're the top backup to Alshon right now on the outside, right? Right. So that's crazy. I think everything you've been through now, here you are. But before we get to this season, I want to ask you about the trip to North Dakota. Um, so you go out to North Dakota, which first of all, like, I think it's cool that it wasn't just like Carson, Torrey, and Alshon. Like, it was a lot of different receivers there. Um, like, almost all the receivers, I think, mm-hmm. pretty much. So had you ever been, in, I'm going I'm to guess you had never been to North Dakota before. Then. Nowhere near. No? All right, so what was that like? Like It was different, but I always tell people it's a small town feel. Being from Texas, uh, just being around Texas, it has that same southern feel to it. A lot of open land. The people are really nice and laid back. Small town. Yeah. So, I liked it. It was cool. It was different. And what you guys do? Yeah, what you guys do? So, we worked out. Alshon brought his private trainer in. So, we were able to work out and throw with Carson. Then, right after, we get a lift in. And North Dakota, the university, just rebuilt a part of their facility so it was super nice yeah. so we were just you know shooting around after we were done with everything and then Carson had the first day there we went to Minnesota it was like a lake that was like 45 minutes out and that was fun like it was a huge lake had jet skis all that uh, you know his his teammates family cooked for us so you know they they really showed love and you know we definitely appreciated all that they did for us that day the second day we did the same thing, worked out through, and we went to golf. Did terrible. I did four yeah, four. Carson was saying uh, no oh. one was really that good. I suck at golf too, so I'm not going to talk. But right. it seemed like no one was really that good. That was my first time ever being on the green, like on a course. Yeah, I only uh, golf once. I did putt putt once, and then that yeah, was it. And I've struggled with that. Like top golf, we have top golf in Texas. There you and, go. Oh, I'm terrible at that. So we went out there, and I stunk it up. How, imp- how important do you think that was? Because like, I can even see out on the field sometimes. Like, It seems like you'll make adjustments, or you and Carson. And with receivers, he has, he has it with a lot of receivers. But how important do you think it was to, not just in terms of bonding, but just like to go out there, integrate your, yourself into the team in that regard, and just kind of get that work in with Carson? Man, it just builds confidence. Yeah. Man. It really does. And it shows him, look, like, we're genuine people. We're here to get the best out of each other. We're going to continue to push each other. And we got to see where he, you know, where he comes from. We got to work out with him, and it it translates to the field well. You know, I, I didn't I didn't really understand the hype about going to work out with your quarterback. Like I, I knew it was gonna be something where you work out, like you throw around. But now that I look back on it, and we're out there on the field right now, and we're you know we're having some some chemistry together, it's one of those things where you're like, I'm really glad I went out there, and I'm really glad we did that because it's just. Sometimes that's all it takes. It takes that little bit to make a difference once you actually get out on the field. So mentally, where are you at right now? Because last year you come in and you're fighting for a roster spot. I mean, do you feel like you have a roster spot locked up at this point? I mean, how do you kind of balance seeing the games? I mean, you know, last year you're running with a third team. This year you're getting starter reps majority of the time. If Alshon doesn't play against Green Bay, you might start. Like, So how do you balance kind of 
keeping that mentality of fighting, but while also seeing the gains you've made. Well, I know for a hundred percent fact that it's a lot more that I need to you know take care of, and it's a, it's a day by day process. We had the mini camp. I mean, we've had OTAs. We've had the first week of training camp. We're going into the second week. We're almost done now. Pads have been on. We've had live practices. But nothing solidified. I always, because sometimes my family are calling to be like, oh, we hear you. You know, it's, it's going really well. Have they told you anything? And I just always tell them, I said, nothing's official mm-hmm. at all. Like, we haven't played one preseason game yet. So I have to go out there and take care of the preseason and just continue to do what I'm doing out on the field and even better at a higher level once we get out there for the first couple of preseason games. And then, like I say, nothing's official till September. Yeah. Like, it really isn't. Does it know? feel good, though? It's a blessing, man. Yeah. It feels really good now because it's a blessed position. You're getting these reps that are val- – it's so valuable. Like, it really is. When coaches talk about valuable reps, like, it's so valuable for a lot of different reasons. For for Carson, for the coach's mind, uh, mind state, and then for me to go out there and just continue to build my confidence and to continue to – build chemistry with Carson and just understand the playbook. So it's a blessed situation. I have to continue to capitalize. But it's just, I always say one day at a time, uh, you know, give God all the glory yeah. and just continue to just push. Just just get better and better. I, I, I just always say critique yourself more than you give yourself credit. How do you think you can help this team? Because the receiver position is kind of, it's interesting. You got Alshon on one side and then you kind of have like Torrey, Nelson, and Mack. Collins on the other side, and then Jordan in the slot. So how do you see yourself? Like, what what can you bring to the team, do you think? Special teams? I mean, wh- how do you how do you see yourself contributing this year? Well, definitely special teams, you know. Okay. What are you doing? What are you doing right now on special teams? Kickoff return, gunner, kickoff. Okay. Just literally all over the place. But Coach Fib has done a great job of just integrating me in different spots, seeing what I can do. And I know, I know, I know for a fact, once everything – come down to this first preseason game, these practices, and, and everything moving forward, special teams are going to be huge for me to continue to build and establish myself with this team until that true opportunity comes to present myself as a, a receiver and somebody who can be a consistent yeah. you know, player and receiver in this league. So you look at guys like McLeod, big special teams got before he got that chance to break out at safety. So you just have to be patient. You have to understand the situation. I'm taking it as an opportunity to make the most of these first-team reps that I'm getting, first, second-team reps, and then with Alshon and Torrey, learning from them as they continue to come back and they continue to you know play, uh, just getting you know little bits and pieces from them as well. But like I said, special teams are going to be huge for me, moving around with that. And whenever they need me and they call my number and they call, you know, call my name to go out there and make a play or to step up as a receiver, I just have to be prepared for it. How much do you think Mike Grow has helped you? Tremendously, yeah. And I always say G. Lou was the, the the big factor to why I came to Philly yeah. and why I wanted to come back. But unfortunately, they let him go. Wish him the best at uh, Kansas City. But Coach Grove done an amazing job of just getting the most not only out of me but the entire group. It's so competitive, but it's a brotherhood. And when you really look at practice, you see so many guys stepping up, so many guys making plays. You know, we're we're pumped for each other all the time. And, you know, the the business is what it is. You can't keep everybody. But we're all putting ourselves in good position to put good film out there and to continue to just push each other. And, you know, you have to really enjoy times like these because it's, it's a special group. So I got three non-football questions for you. I like to end the interviews like this. So first one is I was looking through the media guide, and it said if you could play any other sport, you'd be an outfielder. 
I won't say for what team because it wasn't the Phillies, but it said you wanted to be an outfielder. But did you play baseball growing up? Why, why would you pick that? I didn't, but God willing, I have a kid. Like, I want them to play as many sports as they can. Yeah. Well, growing up, I played football, basketball, track. But I didn't, for whatever reason, I always wanted to play soccer. I always wanted to play baseball. I just wanted to try different things. And obviously, that didn't really come until toward the end of high school. And at that point, it's so serious because of scholarships and not right. wanting to get hurt. So it was a little too late. And it worked out for, for what it is. But I definitely want my kid to play baseball and soccer. And to be honest, I don't even know if I would have my kid play football early on. Yeah, why? I mean, actually, I guess go off of that with the CT stuff that's just come out. Yeah, I mean, the technology's gotten so much better. And as a parent, me playing football at this level, I know even if he was out there, when to keep him out there, when to get on the coach, you know, whatever it may be to make sure that his health and safety is first and foremost. But I just feel like as a true skill set, when I look back on a lot of the great players in the NFL, you know, they did so many different things. And some guys are just built to play football. It doesn't matter what they do. They're built to play football. But I just would think him being young, maybe middle school, toward the toward middle school, close to high school, really get him into football. But just really let him try everything and just to let him play all the sports that he likes and figure out what he really wants to do. But, yeah, uh, yeah, a baseball would be cool. <laughs> Soccer, too. Like international, all over the place. Like that'd be cool. That's Get some traveling in too. Yeah. So, so my next question, two, two more, and I'll let you go. So, what's in, what's a, uh, what's in your? I want to say iPod, but I guess it's not really it anymore. Like, what are you listening to these days? What are your favorite music you're into? I'm a mixtape guy. Okay. I don't have Apple Music. I need to get that. Yeah, you do. Come I, on. Man. Yeah, I'm like it though. <laughs> but uh, I'm a mixtape guy. So Anybody you like to listen to when you're getting ready for practice? I'm all over the place. All right. It's 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 really all over the place. When you listen to mixtapes. You're really listening for a particular song, and I'm really picky with songs. But I'm one of them people, once I find a song I like, I can play it a hundred times. Yeah, I'm the same way. And over yeah. and over and over. So yeah. it'd be like right now, a little Uzi okay. dropped a song called Loaded. All right. From the Love is Rage 1.9, I guess, little EP. I'm, I'm sure Carson dropped. told you about that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I've, I've been playing that on repeat a lot. NBA Youngboy. Okay. He's really good. Uh but man, I'm all over the place. So many good artists, and I like I said, I'm so picky. It's hard for me to find one artist that continues to drop consistently, rather than having a bunch of different guys who have a bunch of different songs here and there that are good, and I just put them all together. All right, what about uh? I know you said in your off time you got your birthday this weekend. I'm sure you'll be taking it easy. But what type of TV shows you like to watch? What are you, are you watching anything right now? Oh man, you know, during this time I try to stay away from TV. Okay. To be honest. It's so much to do in the day, and then whatever's on, I might watch for a little bit. My girlfriend, she's huge on TV shows. She likes power, so okay. she's gotten me into that a little bit. Insecure. Uh, what's that show? It it drops Halloween. It's like yes. a oh American Horror Story. No, well no. I, I like that one too, but okay. uh, the Stranger Things or something like that. Oh yeah, on Netflix. Man, that I watched first season was really what? good. Yeah, I watched the first season. I didn't even know what it was. I was going through Netflix and I clicked it. When I tell you, I finished that whole season in like two days, two and a half days. Dude, so, binge watching Netflix is where it's at. Hey, that, that show is really good. That's where it says. So when I have time, I'm looking forward to that coming back cool. up. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck going forward. Thank you, man. So there you have it. Marcus Johnson. I thought he was great, honestly. I I, I mean, obviously, when, when week one starts, 
we're all going to be talking about Carson. We're all going to be talking about Alshon. We're going to be talking about the defensive line. But to me, Marcus's story is very interesting, just from what he's been through to getting injured to coming back to being released to coming back again and now fighting his way on. So everyone loves training camp. It's my favorite time of the year. But I think Marcus really kind of encapsulates what's training, what training camp is about. And I just I thought it was interesting. So a lot to take from that. Clearly, I think his roster spot is pretty close to locked up. Um, obviously, anything can happen. But at this point, he, he is the top backup behind Alshon. And then you have Nelson and Matt Collins on the other side behind Torrey Smith. So if something were to happen to Alshon, maybe they would move somebody over. But if not, look, Marcus is going to be in there. And based off what I've seen in training camp, um, he's an underrated athlete, to be honest. He's, I think he's like 6'1", 6'2". He ran a 4'3", 7 at the 40. Big guy. Uh, Jordan Matthews, I was talking to him yesterday, kind of said people don't realize what a good athlete Marcus is. Um, he's got a long way to go in some ways. As he said, he has things he has to work on. But this could be one of those finds by Howie as an undrafted guy where he could come in and end up making the team and contribute. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Thanks to Marcus for coming on. And as I said at the beginning, please go subscribe. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Spreaker. And once you subscribe, give us that five-star review. We really appreciate it. And always feel free to tweet me uh, feedback at Twitter. I'm at Elliot Shore Parks, and you can find the uh, podcast at the No Huddle Show. Let us know some guys you want to have on. We'll do the best to have them on and, and have an extended talk with them. So thanks a lot for listening, guys. We'll probably have our next podcast. Today's Friday. The Eagles don't practice till Sunday. We'll probably aim for Monday, get a few more practices under our belt. Maybe Alshon will be practicing by then. Maybe he won't. And we'll have Matt back on, and we can break down everything that's happening. So thanks a lot for listening, guys.